0: Say good morning. I <laughs> ah, will try it again. Good morning. good morning. All right. Glad to see everyone here on this day. This is an exciting time uh, in my life. I hope it's an exciting time in your life as well. Just to be here today uh, generates excitement. Uh, I'm fresh off of baptism, so I'm trying to restrain myself a little bit and not just start yelling and screaming like I'm at a tight game. But it is indeed a pleasure to, to be here uh, with everyone. I want to take this time to express my, my sincere thanks to, to everyone for your support, encouragement, uh, to myself and my family, uh, since we've landed at the fellowship, I also want to thank on March the 26th the youth praise team from here at the fellowship came to our fellowship of Christian athletes banquet, and they sang a couple of songs that did a great job. So if any of you guys are here, would you raise your hand? Now listen. <laughs> And they did a fabulous job, and I recognize them to give God the glory. It's all about giving him the glory. The video about me and this and that, that's to give God the glory. In all things, we are to give God the glory. Just recently, on the topic of sports, a few months ago, I was chosen, and again, this is to give God the glory. I was chosen as one of the 50 greatest all-time high school players in the Nashville and surrounding areas. Man, what a great, (laughs) that was a great honor. But the Lord put it in my mind. He gave me the scripture where he told his followers, he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. I can't chase anybody on the gridiron anymore. I can't chase anybody hardly out that door. (laughs) But I can be great in being a servant for the Lord. All of us can seek to be great in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we get ready to to get in our message here today, continuing in the book of Mark, Mark the 2nd chapter. Mark the second chapter and it's verses 13 through 17. 13 through 17. And it reads then he went out again by the sea and all the multitude came to him and he taught them As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. And as we finish these last few verses, would you stand in reverence unto the reading of God's word I always make that request and Lord just put that in my heart just now when I saw and he arose and followed him. Now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Thank you, and you may be seated. And based off of our golden text there in verse 17, our message today is Jesus came for a reason to challenge and call. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings that you've bestowed upon us in our lives. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, in the midst of this message, cause us to examine ourselves. If there be any self-righteousness in us, drive it out of us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit and by your word. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. We give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and right now as we begin this message and we know this is the onset of uh, of holy week and, and everybody is focusing toward uh, Easter and remembering the great things that Jesus Christ did for each and every one of us as he entered Jerusalem and everyone was saying hosanna hosanna giving glory to God in the highest but we also remember Some of those same people who were yelling and screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, turned on him. So as we celebrate the beginning of Holy Week and tradition, we also see that the Lord wants all of us to recognize that each week in our lives, each day, each moment, he desires for it to be holy. He wants all of us in our mind to see him high and lifted up with his train filling the temple. Jesus came for a reason to challenge and to call. As we begin our message here, we see in verse 13, then he went out again by the sea after he had shown and proved his authority last week in the message that you heard the authority of Jesus, he went out again by the sea and all the multitude came to him and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus sitting at the top tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Jesus came for a reason. To challenge and call. Luke 19 and 10 tells us, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. John 6 and 38, it says, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And as we get into this message today, we have to realize that all of us need to grow in our faith. I need to grow, you need to grow, we all need to grow. But there can be no growth without change. All of us have to continually change as we live upon this earth. We cannot become stagnant in our growth but be willing to be pruned by the Lord, by the word of God, and continue to flourish and to grow. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. And we see here that Levi, better known as Matthew, who penned uh, the book of Matthew, that he was a, tax collector. And there were two types of uh, tax collectors. And those were those the Jewish people who worked in conjunction with the Roman officials, the Roman rulers to tax the people. And they pretty much, it was just a shakedown to put it bluntly. They took the portion for the Roman officials and they also cheated the people for their gain as well. And there were two types. There was uh, the goodbye. And they uh, took up the, the property, the income, income tax, the general taxation. And then there was the monks and there were two types, the great monks and the little monks. The great monks were those who were Behind the scenes, they had the great big house on the hill. And then there were the little mocks who enforced their wishes. And that's what Levi was. He was a little mock. And these mocks, they were highly despised by the Jewish people because they were looked upon as traitors. They were Jewish people, but now they had joined forces with the Roman officials to cheat the people, through over taxation. So they were despised by their brethren. They were looked down upon. They were uh, saw as evil. And the things that they would tax would be uh, the roads, the bridges, axle taxes, beast of burden taxes, import, export, anything you could think of. These mocks would put a tax on it, and it was continual. People could be traveling down a road and get taxed. And then they journey a little bit further, they would be taxed some more. So the people were oppressed. They were being beat down. So these mocks, they were looked down upon. But Jesus, as he came by this tax office, He said to Levi, this person who could not even enter into the temple, the synagogue. So not only was he separated from his people, he was separated from the house of worship as well. But Jesus came up and he simply told him, follow me. Jesus knew who he was because God is omniscient. He knows everything and he simply told him, follow me. Have you had that experience yet in your life where Jesus has come up to you passing by and simply said, follow me. Have you had that experience in which he came up and challenged you? Jesus came to challenge and to call and now he was challenging Levi. He simply said, follow me. And what did Levi do? He dropped everything. He abandoned the tax office and he got up and he followed Jesus. I wonder today, is there somebody here today that you just need to abandon something that you're in the midst of in your life? See, this was a very lucrative business that Levi walked away from. Sure enough, as soon as he walked away, there were people who were lined up to take over his business, his tax office. But he walked away and followed Jesus. And now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house. It says in the next sentence. Wow, what happened? Now he was dining in Levi's house. And Luke, Luke records there in the fifth chapter that it was a great feast. So now we see that Jesus was down and in his house, he followed Levi. And I've come to find out that over the years when you follow Jesus, he'll follow you. He followed Levi into his home. When you and when I follow Jesus, he follows us into our homes. He follows us on our jobs. When we agree to be led by him and to be obedient to his word. And we see here in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many and they followed him. So there were a lot of unscrupulous people gathered in Levi's house tax collectors, sinners, harlots, all of these type of people. I don't know about you, but in my earlier years, I used to go in some rough places. I think they call them beer joints. Went into some rough clubs. I'm sure I'm the only person that's been in rough places in my earlier years. But I think about this scenario Think about these individuals who were there. These were people that people looked down upon. But Jesus had mercy. Jesus sat down and he dined with them. We keep in mind that all of the 12 apostles that Jesus chose were ordinary and unrefined. He passed over the influential aristocrats and He chose from the common everyday folk. John MacArthur writes that the religious leaders of Jesus' day, like the vast majority of religious celebrities even today, were blind leaders of the blind. So you see, it's something about extending grace and mercy towards somebody. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? These were the people that Levi knew. These were his friends. And he wanted his friends to know about Jesus. What about you? Do you want your friends to know about Jesus? What are we doing to gather our friends around and at the feet of the Lord? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick. See, there's once again something about accepting the challenge of Jesus. When Jesus challenged Levi, it said that he rose up. Is it time for somebody here today to rise up and to abandon some things in your lives and follow Jesus? To come to the realization that you need a physician. All of us need a physician because all of us are sick in some type of way with sin. And this is what the Pharisees and the scribes, they did not understand. They couldn't see why Jesus and the disciples were sitting with these lowly people. But we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. But Jesus said those who are well, he was pointing out to them, the high-minded, The elite, lovers of selves, the Pharisees and the scribes, the self-righteous. All of us have to examine ourselves here today and make sure that we are not self-righteous. Do we have any tendencies of self-righteousness? I was reading about old Job the other day and I saw in there and and you know about Job, where, where he was sick so long and going through so many things and He was explaining that I'm a just man, that I'm blameless. I haven't done anything wrong. There was a young man named Elihu who came and set him straight and let him know that he was guilty of self-righteousness. And in the end, in chapter 42 and 6, Job repented unto the Lord Let's look at that. Let's let's look at this in Job real quickly as the clock is running. In the book of Job, if we'll go to the thirty third chapter, and we'll go to the Eighth verse. And it reads Surely you have spoken in my hearing. Eli, Elihu explained, And I have heard the sound of your words, saying, I am pure without transgression. I am innocent. And there is no iniquity in me. Yet he finds occasions against me. He counts me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the stock. He watches all my paths. I am pure without transgression. Even though in the opening chapter of Job, the Lord pronounced that he was a just man, upright and blameless. Let the Lord brag on how great you are, how great I am, how righteous we are in Jesus. Know in your spirit that your righteousness is in Christ Jesus. It's not for us to proclaim how righteous we are in our deeds and our actions. But O Job, o Job he came to this realization. As we look there in 42, verse 5 and 6. There in the end, when the Lord restored Job, getting ready to restore him, Job said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. The Lord wants us to repent, realize that you're sick, I'm sick. You may have a sniffle. I'm talking in a spiritual sense. You may have a cough or a sneeze. Some may be in the spiritual emergency room. Some may be in the critical care unit here today. Somebody's sitting here today. Your life may be in chaos, but nobody knows about it but you. You're sitting in the critical care unit in a spiritual sense. Somebody here today, you may just have a little cough in your mind. We rationalize it away as just a little sin. Any transgression of the law is sin. That's why it's so great that we have a savior who died for the forgiveness, the remission of our sins. With Jesus we go from death into life. When he died upon the cross and he said, "It is finished." That means that we have the promise of everlasting life. If only we believe in him and trust in him with all of our heart and lean not To our own understanding. Those who are well have no need of a physician. Jesus was talking directly to the Pharisees and scribes. He was talking to them. And anybody here today, including myself, if we see ourselves as self righteous, the Bible talks about an individual being. Ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We can learn the Bible from front to back. But if he is not savior, if he is not Lord in your heart, it means nothing but knowledge. What is your relationship to Jesus today? He's challenging us. He challenged me. I didn't want to get baptized. I'm just being honest with you. I was thinking, oh, Lord, what will people think? They think I'm backslidden, I'm falling away. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But the Spirit just put in my mind, it's not about the people. It's about me and you. I was not saved until I was thirty years old I was walking around on God's grace from all of those years from 7-8 years old on up it was simply God's grace but I was born again I was saved undoubtedly at 32 years old and I'm 56 or will be 57 soon so what about you here today are you well or are you sick? Because he said, but those who are sick, those who are like Levi, who realized that he was sick and he had to do something about it. Levi rose and he got up when Jesus said, follow me. And just in those two words, when he says, follow me, That means all your sin is forgiven. Your sin is cast from the east to the west. You're in my care now. You're in my bosom of care. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Just simply follow me. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by him. He said, I did not come to call the righteous, that is the all-knowing, the Pharisees, the scribes, the self-righteous folk, but sinners to repentance. And when we hear that word sinner, man, sometimes that's a hard word to take. See, the people, they didn't want to accept that in in Luke when the Lord... uh, preached his first sermon Luke the fourth chapter verses 28 through 30 after he had pointed out that they were sinners they took him up and took him to the edge of the city and were ready to cast him over the cliff but it says that he just turned and walked through the midst of them a lot of times I've I've heard it said that people will either hate the sin that the preacher is preaching or they'll hate the preacher. I hope you don't hate the preacher today because they were hating the preacher on that day when they wanted to cast Jesus over the cliff. But as I get ready to close, if we will, let's close out with Luke. The 18th chapter. Luke, the 18th chapter and verse nine. And knowing that the Lord is not calling the righteous, but he is calling sinners to repentance. The Lord wants each and every one of us to repent. It's ongoing. Turn away from the world. Turn away from the sin and turn unto the Lord. But it says he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves. That they were righteous and despised others. Jesus said two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God I thank you that I am not like Other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all of that I possess and the tax collector standing afar off. Remember that the tax collector, he couldn't come in the temple, so he was standing afar off. And would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. All we have to do is continually humble ourselves before the Lord and ask for his mercy. Because the Bible says that his mercy endures forever. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus came for a reason to challenge and to call. May the Lord bless you and keep you and at this time as the praise team comes back let us consider This message. Are we more like the Pharisee or are we more like the tax collector in that parable we just looked at? Are we self-righteous in our thinking? Or are we continuously humbling ourselves before the Lord? God bless you.